Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode of Boss Lady with us, Conversions, Bars Over Thief. Listen, man, this is an exciting, exciting episode. She's definitely on the stage. I am here blessed with my co-hosts, Rip and Tarika. Man, I'm excited to get in this interview. Uh, Boss Lady is definitely inspirational. Uh, to Bars Will Beef, the competition. So again, Bars Will Beef, Conversions. I want to welcome Boss Lady to the room. So with that being said, Rip, what's happening, brother? How you doing? Man, I'm doing excellent, man. Um, having a couple technical difficulties, so I may have to uh, leave out of the room. I'm going to see if, my, um, if I leave out and come back, if my stuff is working right. So just bear with me for a little bit. How you doing, Boss Lady? I'm doing good. Hey, y'all. Hey, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Sorry for my tardiness. For some reason, Clubhouse kicked me out for the first time in forever. But I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And I'm so grateful to be here amongst such greatness, amongst such great people. So I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I'm grateful to be in the space. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, boss lady. Um, But yeah, we're definitely excited for your interview. Um, You know, we got some some great things coming up uh, i know you have some great things coming up and we just love to um hear everything that you have going on so um again you guys bear with me i'm getting ready to uh make a move real quick on this technology stuff and i'll be right back that's cool i also want to introduce our other co-host miss tarika what's going on tarika hey y'all hey hey boss lady i'm excited i got like three questions i want to ask boss lady that i've been thinking about all day and I'm just glad to be here, thanking God, and I know it's going to be a great night, great interview, and I see a lot of great people in the audience. Hey, Miss Birdie, Sean, Ja'Cory, and um, Kunzilla. Yeah, I like them. I'm going to follow you. Um, I'm excited, so I can't wait to get started. can't wait to figure out, you know, all the layers of Miss Boss Lady to, you know, got to peel back the layers and, you know, just kind of learn a lot about her and, you know, where she comes from and just her inspiration and all of that. Like, I'm excited about it, so, yeah. Y'all welcome to the room. Welcome to the to the conversions. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Thank you, Tarika. Thank you for being here. Well, guys, this is the podcast, Bars of a Beef Conversions, interview with Miss Boss Lady. Uh doing what you gotta do to get back into the room. You know what I mean? But you know, I don't want to hold everybody. We can still hold it down. That's what the team is for. So we can get started with the interview. You know what I mean? So I would definitely like to start out for Miss Boss Lady introducing herself. Right, uh, letting her know where she's from, and we can kind of get into the story from there. We'll let Tariqa jump off with her questions, and we'll go in for me and Rip and go that way. So, Miss Boss Lady, please introduce yourself to the room. Hi, everyone. My name is Shaniqua Robinson Sims. I am a wife. I am a minister. I am a mentor. I am a mother. I'm an entrepreneur. I am an encourager. I have preached everywhere from Chicago, Indiana, Minnesota. I have been requested to go in various places and also virtually. And so preaching platform is actually my mainstream platform, but music is my heart. And so that is how I ended up here. It's funny how God will use different things to be avenues to get you in different places. So I was born in Chicago, Illinois. I moved to Gary, Indiana when I was nine years old. And then following living there for an extended period of time, um, about probably in 29, about 29, 28, I decided to move to Minnesota where my mom had relocated. And that is where my life has been thus far. And so I'm excited about 
um, this journey of life, how I came to do music. I don't want to say too much, but I'll at least say that because that's kind of the genesis of where we're at right here. I started doing music when I was a little girl. Um, my neighbors would come by the house. I'll be singing Mary J. Blige. I'm going down on the porch and they'll just be like feeling it. Like you can feel this little girl <laughs> like when I was a, just a little girl. And so my mom realized I had a, I had a talent. So she, you know, allowed other people to hear me. I started singing in church, praise dancing in church. And then I started recording when I was just a small little girl. And it was a lot, you know, going to the studio often, doing a lot of different shows. And so I kind of got a little, you know, a little bit overwhelmed at um, teenage phase. And I decided I don't want to do it anymore. So I left it alone. But when you have a gift, even if you leave it alone, it's still not going to go nowhere. So it's still there. And so here we are. Now I have children. And I'm still pursuing my dreams. And so that is kind of where, you know, just kind of sum up everything, I think. And I know they're going to ask some great questions. And if you all have questions as well, you can put them in the chat section. And I'm sure we can answer them as we go. But I'm, I'm here to just answer every question that's available. So I'm just grateful to be here as well. Well, thank you, boss lady. As you notice, she is an interviewer herself. So she definitely told y'all, y'all want to put some questions in the chat, go ahead. And we get over there, ask her those questions throughout the duration of the interview. So thank you for that introduction. That was great. That was a oh, marvelous I, introduction. I and I, I, the veil? Okay. Sure. Okay. So the name Boss Lady actually came from um, I, I hired a business strategist, and I I highly recommend that even for new businesses started out. And what she did was ask me to give her a summary of everything that I did, and I sent it over to her with my regular name, and she said, "We just gonna call you Boss Lady." And she started putting boss lady on everything. And it just kind of, I kind of grew into the, the title. Like, oh, well, it sounded a little bit intimidating at first. But, you know, once I started to flow in it, it was more fitting. And so that's where the name boss lady came from, if you guys are wondering. I didn't name myself that. My business strategist that I, that I hired, she recommended it because she said, you do so many different things. And we just going to sum it all up and say boss lady. And so that's how I got the name boss lady. Boss lady, boss lady. Well. I'm definitely going to let Tariki get into it. You know what I mean? I'm going to let her ask her questions. If she want to go with three of them, she want to kind of bounce around me and rip jump in there. It's up to her. But Tariki, you could pop it off. Welcome. Okay. So um, the first question I want to ask Boss Lady is, um, I noticed that you have your Jesus Girl ENT, and um, I see your husband has the Jesus, I think it's God ENT, if I'm not mistaken. And... I wanted to know, like, where did you guys come up with that idea? And, you know, how do you guys keep keep that connected so well? Because I see you guys, you know, doing your own thing. I know you're an entrepreneur. Your name says Boss Lady. I see you doing a whole bunch of different stuff from, you know, ministering to singing and rapping and just all these great things. So, like, Jesus Girl ENT and Jesus Guy, like, tell me about that. And, like, how do y'all how y'all keep that dynamic together? Because I just I honor that. I think it's so beautiful. So, okay, so if people are going to be future wives, you need to be definitely be able to upgrade your husband in some aspect. I know it's hard for them to kind of receive that, but Jesus girl was a vision that God gave me as well as Jesus God. So he gave it all to me like at one time. And when I saw the Jesus girl, you know, vision, I just started moving with it. I just started, you know, connecting with people that knew business and stuff like that. I had the vision. I just needed to know how to do it. So I started connecting with people that already knew how to do it. And then that's how I was able to establish it. And then once myself and my husband did marry, because we were engaged for a while before we got married. So once my husband and I did marry, I shared with him the vision that I had for Jesus God. And when I gave it to him, I was like, well, I don't know, you know, if you want to oversee it. And he was like, 
yeah, but I'm not going to do it like exactly how, like I was trying to like tell him exactly how to do it. So the dynamics of my marriage is completely different than how I am in business. Cause one thing um, I honor my husband and so I'm submissive unto my husband. So even when I'm at home, it's like, okay, you can book boss lady, you know, out there, but when you're at home, you're, you're my lady, you're my first lady. And so I'm very submissive unto my husband. So when I gave him the vision for Jesus God, I had it all. Like I want it done like this. I want it coming on at this time, da, 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 da. but my husband is an elder in the Lord church so he's actually a step higher than i am so he knows how to run it and so he's like just give it to me and i'm gonna do it how it's supposed to be done and so that's how we did it i trusted him with the vision i gave him what it was that god gave me and then he just went forth into worship because my husband is actually an amazing singer one day y'all gonna get an opportunity to hear him when he just comes on here but i can sing but my husband he does his gift so he can take it to a whole nother level when it comes down to singing and so he started doing worship nights and jesus god and everybody was like my following and even some people that he brought on were just like wow this is amazing and so that's how i knew it was a god thing and so that's why i say like even with being a wife is being a help me so it's me helping you to further your vision to the next level and so it was a blessing for both of us so that's how we're able to keep it keep it going because we touch and agree and i submit unto him as he submits unto god wow i love that so so much so that means that mr nate don't have to come and be a part of Bar WB season two to sing, right? Because you just told me to sing. I don't know if he will, though. <laughs> See, that's the thing. See, um, even when I, and Vail can tell you this. When I first came on, I was like, I don't know about doing a competition. I, they can tell you this. Like, this is probably documented conversation. I don't know about the competition part, but I will definitely participate. I can do, like, a showcase, but not competition part. But that's, that's basically um, really something that we're not, like, the competition part about it. But I don't know if he would just come and share. But I know that he he's like, because he's been offered to do a lot of like different competitions and stuff like that. And he's declined. So he don't really like the comp competition aspect of it. But he will share his gift. Like he was on Clubhouse and he sung in a um, poetry room. And it was a man. They just invited him in to come and sing. He sung in a poetry room. And the man followed him back to morning prayer. And he came on the stage and he said, that night I was laying in my bed and I didn't even want to get up. But after I heard him sing, I was like, who is this and what is he singing? He said that it just inspired me, gave me the strength that I needed to keep going, to keep going on. And so he'll do it for ministry aspect, but he he more than likely won't do it like for competition because it's just like an aspect that he just really is not really into. And I'm not really into it either, but this Bars Over Beast thing, um, not thing, this competition, um, this uh, foundation, this platform was more than competition for me. It was ministry. And my husband knows that too. So even when I was able to go forth, when I was able to go for it 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 was like even with win loss whatever the case may be i still had a message that i wanted to convey not just the people that were saved but people that are unsaved that you can still use your gifts and it doesn't matter where you come from because you may look at me and see a minister but you don't know that i have been behind bars you don't know that i used to be in gang activity you don't know that i had a lot of things that happened in my life but because i decided to change my life around now i go and tell other people you can do it too like god don't have no respect of persons i was in the clubs too some people still know me by that nickname like they will be shocked to see how i am today fighting all that other stuff but you can change anyone can change you just got to make that decision and so as far as just wrapping up the part about him with the competition part i don't think he'll like do competition because he haven't had a lot of people to ask him to do that he just don't like doing stuff like that but he will he will share though he will share his gift especially to help other people i know i'll probably hear him sing one day because i always pop into you guys room and so um 
I love it. I love it. Either way, you guys are both songbirds, and I think you guys are great. I love seeing the the black dynamic of a beautiful couple, especially in ministry. It's inspiring. Um, I hope to be like you guys when I'm married. So I just shout out to you for that, boss lady, for being a, a great example to women, and um, as well as you know, following your husband and being submissive. That's important. And I'm just gonna ask one more question, and I'm gonna give it back to Bell and Rip. Um, what do you see boss lady and your whole family dynamic or whatever it is that you have planned or God's will for your life, you know, in the next five years, you know, how do you see that? What do you see? So, um, every single year has been a lot more, um, mm, challenging. I have not written out my five-year plan, but I know that at least by the fifth year, we would have a brick and mortar probably in more than one location. And um, being the reason being is because we won't we both have vision for women's shelter, men's shelter. So Jesus Girl is more than just music. It's more than just prayer. It's actually action. And so um, actually getting able being able to open up those shelters for women, for men, for families, um, being able to even express. And I've shared um, even with Vail and Rip offline about music to open up some more doors for music, because there is still some dynamics that need to be, you know, some barriers that need to be broken down as it pertains to Christian rap and different things like that to make it more acceptable, to make it more comfortable when people want to express those different things. And so I know that at the fifth year mark, um, I would say right now, just to make a concrete plan and not just to be uh, vision, because when you're visionary, you can throw out everything and nothing really takes concrete. It's just like, okay, that was great. When we going to do that though? Like, oh, we're going to accomplish that. So I would just say within five years, I want to say this and we can document it. Um, to at least have three brick and mortar, um, Jesus Girl ENT building, Jesus Guy building, um, in at least three states, three buildings in three states within the next five years. Well, I love it, and I definitely can see it, and I can't wait to, you know, just follow you guys and, you know, see what comes to pass with, you know, you and your husband and God's vision for y'all's life, your family. Um, everybody, you know, that you're connected to, I know that they're going to be blessed because of the efforts that you put in, boss lady. And I appreciate you for even sharing with me and answering my questions. And I'm going to pass it back to, to Bill and Rip because I know they have some questions too. I just wanted to get mine out the way because I was excited. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely, Tariqa. Thank you for that. It was great questions, great questions. And uh, boss lady, uh, I definitely heard things out of there i'm definitely gonna you know jump into that wasn't in that bio but uh yeah so rip did you want to go next man did you have a few questions you want to ask brother yeah i'll, I'll jump in and uh ask a question uh miss birdie had asked over in the group chat and that was um you know because you know with miss birdie being her mom i want to go ahead and give her the uh you know let her question get get a little bit of attention and she asked how did she learn how to sing how did you learn how to sing boss lady it definitely said, how did she learn how to song? But I thank you, Rip, for that. How did she learn how to sing? Oh, my gosh. My lady, you're wrong. But that is your mama, so you can get on her. Because <laughs> <laughs> my don't uh, whoop you. <laughs> and so... um um, okay, so I was trained when I was younger, but I'm a contralto. So what does that mean? My voice is different. I can go really, really low and go very, very high. So when I was younger, my voice was very, very, very high pitched. It's dropped since I've gotten older. And if you ask many singers, that's what happens. Um, I'm gonna answer your question, Rip, but I just wanna I wanna share a little bit of a dialogue to kind of help answer the question a little bit, if that's okay. Um, so Usher, um, Usher Raymond, I don't know if you all, many people know he's a worldwide superstar, right? And so when he got his first record deal, 
he um went in to sing they had heard him sing before and then when he went in to sing again they were like what what happened to his voice like it sounded terrible because he went through puberty and his range dropped and so they were considering dropping him from the label like not um considering to keep him and his mother intervened and began to get him singing lessons because it was almost as if and he said this like he couldn't sing when his when his range dropped and so i've gone through variations of of different teachers so when i was younger and I was recording, my mom was taking me to R. Kelly. Um, we were in Chicago. And so he had a trainer and she tra he tra the same trainer trained this woman named Leah. And so Leah was my trainer in Chicago. And so I would go to her and she would train me. And then as I got older, I went to a visual and performing arts school and they were teaching me how to sing um, opera and how to sing in different languages. And so that has that is how I learned how to uh, develop my voice. But as I became an adult and is following children, I haven't had a new trainer and I know I need one. Just like boxers need coaches, um, singers need voice coaches as well because my voice has changed a lot since then. So that is how I learned how to develop my gift. It was a natural gift, but I learned how to develop it through those, those um, great um, teachers that I had when I was younger. That was a great answer, um, and, and I really, uh, I see you're inspired by a lot. You know, I just, um, I want to add to that question uh, that, that she asked, and, you know, like, did you ever get to a point where, you know, you got to that age, when you realize that age, and you start feeling that energy of, you know, you realizing you have this special gift, this special talent, you know, what did that feel like when you realize, oh my goodness, you know, I, I, I have this like you said earlier, this thing, but we won't call it a thing. We will call it this gift. You know, what did that make you feel like when you realized you had that? Yes. So I was in, I was a teenager when I realized I had it. And I was like, I was very, very, um, some people thought I was conceited, like full of myself, but it was just because I was just good at stuff. Like I started boxing when I was probably what, 13, 14 years old. And then I started winning championships. And then I was a dance captain. I had multiple groups that I had been asked to be captain over. And then I was singing and recording. So people knew me and people would run, like little girls would be running up to me, asking me for my autograph when I was like walking through the streets as a little girl. So I started feeling myself. And then my mom, she started investing in my career. And so when I interviewed Vail and Rip on the Jesus Girl ENT podcast, and he said it's a major investment, I really give her kudos now because I didn't realize how much she was spending on wardrobe and photo shoots and um, going to the studio as often as we were going, like we were going a lot. And so it does cost a lot of money. And so I was in my high school and high school, and that's how I ended up getting in trouble too. Cause I started, you know, smelling myself for a lack of better words. Cause I'm like, you know, people were saying that I was it. I felt like I was it and couldn't nobody tell me anything different. So it was high school when I really started to realize that I had something special. Okay. Okay. Well, man, that's, that's amazing. Um, that's a, a great age to be, you know, realizing when you're, you know, when it's kicking in, because I, I believe I was like 18, 17, somewhere around getting up out of high school. Uh, but yeah, that is a good age to open your eyes and just say, you know what, Hey, I'm talented. You might as well just say what it is. Cause you know, it's not being, it's not being conceited. Like you said, those, um, some of your peers thought it's more just being confident in yourself, you know, in the moves that you're making. Yep, I will say this too. Um, a lot of that changed after I had children too, because your body changes and then your priorities change. And so you become humble and not in the sense that you want to be humble. Sometimes it can be like overly humble because some, a lot of things change about you. And so it goes from being that real, real, you know, that real, I, I'm it, I got it type of thing to 
I gotta find it now. <laughs> like I gotta re I gotta rediscover it. All and right. I know that because you guys are men, you probably wouldn't be able to really resonate with that. I don't know how much so, but I know women women mothers would be able to definitely resonate with that that once you have children it's kind of like i gotta rediscover like i have a friend right now she's a professional boxer she does very very well um but following having a child you know the the body dynamics change and so you kind of gotta re like almost like retrain relearn rediscover yourself so you can continue to do you know your gift and continue to flourish in what it is that you have and she ain't never lied that's true yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Rip, do you have any uh, any more questions, brother? I'm I'm good. She is flowing. I mean, I have some questions, but I don't want to overload her with mine right now. I let uh let somebody else go ahead and um, if anybody else has anything. Well, yeah, definitely, uh, boss lady. So I heard you, you know, got into boxing and you know, uh, got into a gang and things like that, right? And you know where you are in your place right now. So I want to ask you, uh, at what age were you uh, when you were in the gang, and, and why did you join one? Okay, so I used to actually experience a lot of, um, when I was very young, my mom did not teach us about, like, violence or anything like that. I was very, very proper. So um, when we moved to Gary from Chicago, and, and when you look at both cities, I don't know if anybody's ever been there or lived there. It's very, it's violence both places. But when I was in Chicago, I was shielded because I had so much family there. So I didn't have to worry about getting into nothing with nobody because I was like shielded, like I was just protected. But when we got to Gary, we didn't really have that the same type of that same type of protection. We were new to the area; nobody really knew us like that. So when we were going to school and we were just polite and kind, myself and my two older my two brothers that are a little bit underneath me, those like those girls was like rough. Like I didn't know about girls that didn't want to like wear lip gloss and be nice and wear skirts and stuff. These girls wanted to fight and cuss and do all kinds of things. And so I experienced a lot of like bullying when I was younger until I finally got fed up. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to defend myself. I have to defend myself. And so I, I, I started, you know, learning how to fight. And then when I learned how to fight, when I finally fought back, it's like an adrenaline rush after you beat someone. It's like, well, I'm not going to let that happen no more. So you kind of like take on this like tough mentality that now as an older woman, well, I'm not even an older woman, but older than I was, I, I want to preserve that in the young girls as much as I can because it's something that once you lose, it's almost as if you, it's hard for you to get back. That that elegance, that, 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 that daintiness of being a lady, it's beautiful. And once you start fighting and doing different things like that it takes you away from your natural submissive feminine side you become rough you become a warrior and i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that but it's just a place and a time for it so that's how i ended up getting involved in gang activity um once i learned how to fight my friends knew i knew how to fight so we all linked up together and we just was like looking for fights after you went from being bullying to looking looking for trouble and um that's how i got involved in that and then when i got into boxing i had a real real bad temper problem and so my mom was like i'm taking you to go to go to boxing classes and i was good at it i, I loved it my coach loved me the the people that were there they became my, my group my friends my family and so i just stuck with it i was good at it i won some championships and then i ended up um uh throwing out my my right arm i tore some ligaments in my right arm and um, it was not good for my career. So I, I couldn't I couldn't proceed with it. Um, my coach did tell me to go to physical therapy, but I didn't. And I'm not trying to be long winded, but um, it was not good for my career long term. So I, I left it and I, I left it where it was when I was a teenager. So that's how I got involved in all of that. Wow. Wow. You know, you made a great point about, you know, with the fighting, you kind of lose the, 
I guess the side of being a lady, uh, you know, the the sexy side, the more feminist side, maybe. Uh, I, I, the way you were kind of talking about that, that was a great point. I think a lot of ladies sometimes might miss that because you do get a more of an attitude when you're constantly battling and fighting all the time, right? Especially when it's not in the ring, it's not something you know that that's sanctioned or something like that of that nature, right? So that was a great perspective. So now that you're out of the game. Um, what stopped you from being in the game? It got real bad. It got bad. Um, so if we like kind of get into the place of my conversion and how I changed, so I, you know, a little, little plug right there with the name of the, um, the interviews, but, um, my house ended up getting shot up. So I was in a relationship, a long-term um, relationship with my first kid's father. And he was like, he was about the same life I was about. And so that rough side of me did not, it was appealing to him. And so we were both on that, you know, on the same thing, but it kind of went to a different magnitude. And um, I don't think that the house shooting wouldn't have affected me like that, but my grandmother was there when it happened. And so um, there were a lot of things going on within my, my home, you know, drug activity, a lot of gang activity. But when, when the house was shot up, it wasn't because of that. Somebody thought that they were hitting the right location. They, they shot the wrong house up. And when they did, they shot my grandmother. And she was there. She was watching my babies. I was at work. I was working at the hospital as a medical assistant. I got the call. My supervisor was like, you got to get on the phone. It's an important call. I had to rush home. And the police and ambulances are everywhere. And they're telling me I can't go in the house. And my kid's father is like, he just got grazed. My grandma got shot five times. She at the hospital. And I'm like thinking to myself, what? Like, I, like almost I, like everything was spinning. Like, I couldn't even like began to really understand like what was going on. Like, really? Like how, how did she get shot? My grandmother, she never was involved in anything. She's a kind woman. She loved her family. She take care of family. Like how did this end up happening? And so um, I didn't go into a place of rage. I just wanted to like make sure that she was okay. Well, we thank God that it was only flesh wounds and she didn't get any, like incur any terrible damage. And she was able to leave shortly after that. But a lot of the family blamed me for that. She didn't. But a lot of the family was upset, her other daughter, her son, you know, because of the kind of lifestyle I was living. And I just thought to myself, like, I got to change because I can't allow people that are close to me to get harmed because of some of the lifestyle that I'm living. And so we ended up going to um, my uncle, her, my grandmother's brother passed. And it, he lived in their hometown of Louisiana. So I ended up I ended up going down there with my mom and with my family. And he had a, it was a Bible in the hotel room that we were living in. And I just picked it up and I was like, you know what, man, whatever. Like I wasn't talking to nobody. I cut everybody off. I stopped talking to my kid's father because he was still like wanting to still live rowdy and stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm about to change. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to do something different than this. And so I had I got there and I got that Bible and I just started reading it. I didn't really understand it, but I was just reading it. Nobody gave it to me, told me what to do. But something about it was comforting after I was praying and crying out. And then this woman of God reached out to me. She used to see me like when I was in a row, getting drunk, going to clubs, all kinds of stuff. That's why I don't judge nobody because I was there when I got saved. I was in a, I was in a club lifestyle. I was living that kind of lifestyle. And when she looked at me, she said, it's something different about you. She, ain't, she said, I don't know what it is, but it's something different about you. And I started asking her stuff about the Bible I was reading. And she started teaching me different stuff. Then I started going to church and my life changed. That's, that was my conversion. So I tried to wrap it up as quick, as quick as I can. But just a little gentle plug. If you want to read that whole story about that, it's in my bio. My How I Got Over Before the Call. That's my first book. I am an author. I wrote that book and released it. And it tells in detail some of the things that I experienced. 
some of the things that I did and how I got to the point that I'm at right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. I I have to say, like hearing what you just said in those few minutes is is just emotionally like a a a, a, a ride that I on right. Uh, these highs and these lows and these changes and these conversions that you were going through. Uh, sounds like when we hear your music that you express that and we know where you are and why you are today. So that explains a lot. It explains a lot. Well, uh, now that you go through that and everything like that with your family, emotionally, what, what burden did that put on you? It can be a heavy burden because, um, at times, like, um, it can feel like I'm, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm trying to do things right. And I'm trying to make sure that my, my, my life is right. Cause I got to set an example. I'm the oldest of nine. So I got eight siblings that are following me and I don't want to lead them down the wrong path. So they even helped me with choosing my husband because as a single woman, you know, you got to be very mindful of who it is you involved in your family and you know, with your children, different things like that. So it is a burden, but the, some of the burden was relieved when I realized, you know, I picked somebody that can help me do this together. So it's not, you know, he not too far away from the street lifestyle that he'll be thrown off by some of the stuff that he may hear or see. But um, he and he's close enough to God to be able to pray and help me to, to not to maneuver, maneuver through it. Prior to him, I was doing it by myself, though. Prior to him being around, I had to, you know, do it by myself. I had to be praying. I had to be like everything to everyone. If I was when I was there working you know at the hospital different things like that people were able to call me my mom would say this to my family my little siblings they look at me like i'm their mama like another mama like a second mama because they know if they can't get to mama then they get to me and i'm able to make some things happen like i got a brother he was at that house when he got shut up he's in prison right now but he come home in november and so he was living with me before he he even got into that situation and i had already changed so i was trying to get him to change but he had to make he, he had to have his own conversion he had to learn his own way. So he was still, you know, around certain stuff, doing certain stuff. And he ended up in prison for a long time for something he didn't even do. The person who did it ended up getting out and he's still there. But he gets out in November. And so it is a heavy burden on me. But when I think about what the benefit is going to be, it's worth it. It's worth it. Because if my sisters and my brothers and even those, like, it, it go beyond people I meet outside of my household. If my family can see me pressing and they, we all grew up in the same household, all live the same kind of lifestyle. If they can see me pressing and changing and starting a business and doing a ministry, then they don't have no excuse. If I can do it, you can do it too. Ain't nothing better about my lifestyle than yours. We grew up together. We got the same, like the same. It's nothing, no limit to what you can do. And so that's 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 how I answer that question. Amen. Amen. God bless this child, definitely. Well, boss lady, it was definitely in Bars of a Beef, which is a, a talent showcase. And you definitely showcase your talent. So I want to ask you, we at the mid hour. Would you bless us with some of your music? Yes, I will. I will. I'm a um. I'm a just do an original piece. I've done this while I was in the competition, and it's a it's a rap slash song. Um, I did have a piece that I sent over to Bill, but I would prefer to do that when um. Most definitely, guys. She was definitely in the semifinals. She did her thing throughout the competition. She battled her way through to make it there. Uh, so, you know, definitely talented. I was amazed. Um, you know, at first she was a little shy by getting in it. Uh, but she definitely came through. So 
uh, Boss Lady let us know when she's ready. So, Tarika, uh, Rip, this is a great interview, man. Boss Lady's telling us a lot of stuff about it. What y'all talking about? Yeah, I think it was great. I love it. Um, just listening and learning. I've, I've heard Miss Birdie's perspective on the story. And then just to hear from you, Boss Lady, um, about your grandmother and the house and all of that, it's just, it just takes it to a whole nother level. And then one thing you just said that really, really touched me was, you know, having that same opportunity as others in your family and really taking your time and efforts and putting in so that you can have what you have today. And it doesn't matter, you know, because y'all all have the same. And what you do, basically what you said is what you do with your 24 hours is going to determine what you have in the next 24. And you chose to, you chose the right road. You chose the narrow road, the uncommon road that a lot of people don't want to travel down. But, you know, God loves us all. He, he allowed you to overcome. And because of that, you're able to shine your light and continue to be a blessing to others. That's exactly what I got from all of that. And, um, yeah, you're more than a conqueror. So I love it. I love seeing my, my sisters winning. I, I love seeing, you know, black families winning. And I think that this is a great example. And I do want to shout out to Miss Birdie for pouring into you as a mother because that's something I really didn't have growing up, you know. There are so many talents and things that I had within myself that I wish someone would have nurtured like you had that nurture. And because of that, I just, you know, thank God to hear it because shout out to Miss Birdie for being a great mom too, to Boss Lady because, you know, pouring into her and doing things to her is, you know, that's not common in a lot of places, you know, especially where I come from. And so it's just good to hear it and it makes me feel blessed. So I appreciate that. It's like those little things, you know, just having your mother to care and, you know, uh, the opportunities, you know, a lot of times we don't ask, you know, kids or young people what they want to do. And the fact that you had the opportunity, I think that's a blessing. So I'm happy for that. Thank you, sis. I actually had to share that this morning, too. I take my hat off to her because it's mine, you know. And so when you think about her um, doing that for me, did it for my brothers as well. I got one brother that's very athletic, pushed him into that direction. Um, my other brother, he does art. He sells his art in Minnesota. Um, another sister, he, she's really good with children. So how do you figure out how these all of these different people, because we're small people becoming larger people, how do you figure out, like, what's everyone niche? And, you know, you put everybody in everything and see, see who like what. And then you put them in that direction and you don't try to force anybody to be like the other person. You allow them to let their light shine. So this is your thing. This is your where we're going to let you go. And, you know, let the other one. It's not your thing, but I'm not going to make you feel less than comparing yourself to the other one. This is your thing. And so I appreciate her for doing that for us. They'll ask me, uh, can, can Christians drink wine? Well, I guess it depends on the purpose. Because when I was younger, if I was feeling stressed out, go get a bottle or, you know, drink something. And, and then I wake up with a hangover or maybe I wake up with some embarrassing pictures or maybe I wake up feeling some type of way or maybe I went off on somebody. And so it, instead of doing that, choose to play some music. Instead of doing that, choose to go for a run. Instead of doing that, maybe, you know, write, write something, put something down on the journal. And so music has been my way of rechanneling some of those negative emotions and turning it into something positive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I want to ask you, I know it was a time that you were in the room, right? Because the music is always, I, I love the music. I, I hear the the potential in you being great in the space of the title, what you call gospel music or Christian Christian, uh, Christian music. So do you have like, don't you do poetry, kind of like the poetry rap style too as well? Do you have something like that for us? Like you like to do live without any, any. And you can do, I know you got some fire in that space too, right? Yeah. All right. So this, this song just start off where where it start off. It's gonna sound like I needed to do a sentence before it, but that's not how it start. It just start where it's about to start right now. So here you go. Now my brother's facing time. 
real time. But I'ma finish this rhyme, yeah, well times get hard and the devil's trying to kill and they telling me to chill, but I gotta keep it real. Yeah, excuse me, sir, I'm just speaking how I feel. Came from the back, only God can reveal. Last should be greater than the first, that's right. Last he was talking about the worst, I right? Yeah, worst, worst, now first, first. I say worst, worst, now first, first. You say worst, worst, now first, first. I was back, back, now I'm back, back. Resurrection, I was stressing, double guessing, flexing, learned a lesson, now I'm blessed and walking in a season of progression. Jesus, he's the reason, so I blessed him. Jesus, he's our king, so why you test him? I ain't serving no white guy. He ain't God. He just another man. Oh, okay. So what you saying? That was strength of a man. I don't think it was. Why? Because I never met a man with so much love. And never met a man willing to give up blood. Blood, 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 blood. Never met a man willing to give up blood. Blood, 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 blood. Never met a man willing to give up Calvary. Calvary, 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 surely he died on, surely Surely he died on, surely, surely he died on Calvary. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was hard right there, wasn't it? <laughs> that was hard, y'all. And that's the type of stuff I know that, you know what I'm saying, gets you to the next level when it comes to a competition. That's That's the type of stuff you know that's that's a level of confidence you know you can just hear it in your voice you know what i'm saying you can you can hear the projection behind you you know you can hear all the feeling behind it so you know when you come like that that's when you're in your bag that's when you when you when you emphasize boss in the lady you know what i'm saying so that's what i hear and i and i hear just every time i hear something whether it's a rap or it's a melody you know, it's it's just greatness. So I just I just love to be a part of the growth and, you know, love to be a part of helping helping seeing you guys grow. You know, you as an artist, as a talent, as entertainment, you know, you're growing right now. And, and as long as you keep your you're like a plant, you're a flower. As long as you keep drinking your water and, and things like that, you're going to continue to stay nutritionalized. So just keep writing and keep doing what you're doing because you're definitely headed into a great space. Um, so just take full advantage of it because it's it's on the way. I was planning to go to the studio. It didn't work out. So I'm in still in the process of finding one that works for me um, so that I can turn what has been a hidden hobby into something more concrete. And I wouldn't have been even considering doing that so soon. I knew I was eventually going to have to do it if it had not been for the Bars Over Beef competition. And so I'm grateful for you all for the space for creatives to be able to share what it is that they have so that they can be able to help other people to go to the next level. And so, and for you all pouring and being honest and being transparent because it helps us to grow because we can't grow, you know, with, you know, a, even, even a flower need a little dirt. And so we need everything, all of the nutrients so we can continue to grow. So I'm grateful for the space to be able to do that. So thank you guys. I want to definitely say boss lady, I have to say this, that piece you just did, uh, um feeling some type of way that you didn't put that in the competition like to me like when we did our music group all in one back in the early 2000s i had a, a sister of mine like 
we grew up, we were friends, but she's like a sister to me. And she was a poet. She wrote poetry. And I heard her poetry. And I said, you know, you can convert that. We're talking about conversion, right? I said, you can convert that into rap lyrics. She went to the studio on the first song and she murdered that song. Everybody's like, who is that? Right? The way you just delivered what you just did. You can put that on wax. You can put it in a time with a beat and you can make that a hit. That is a smash right there. Your delivery, your tone, your emphasis. It was just heartfelt. Let me know what you just said made me want to hear more of that. I'm not just saying whatever else with everything else you did. I had an issue. I'm not saying that, but the way you attack that man gave me chills. I'm just telling you so. I would definitely look at that for a strong lane. You as an artist, girl, you a rapper. <laughs> Do you know it? You, <laughs> you a rapper, straight up. Now, however you look at Christian rap, however you want to do it, I'm telling you, your tone change, everything. It just sounded like a boss to me. MC Light vibe. You understand me? That's what I heard. And now, no MC Shine just popped in here. I said MC now, Light, and somebody named MC I'm popped in. Hey, brother, listen, man. Hey, hey, boss, I'm just letting you know what's going down in the room here. And Ayachi Media, we are here with Bars Over Beef Conversions, interview with Boss Lady. And she just chopped through the hedges. You understand me? So, uh, you know, I'm getting into my island vibe. But, hey, it's a conversion, so I'm, I'm, I'm mellow tone. You understand? Let me let me slow it down just a little bit. Right? Yeah, you know, you know we see our boy right. EA right. now. Nadia, you know I'm we got the woods but I just want to say that. I just want you to know that when you are going around in that studio, the way you delivered that, stay in that pocket and write in that pocket and write to some beats. I'm telling you, the things you can come out with would be amazing. You amaze yourself. Uh, but moving on with the interview, uh, we're getting close to the, uh, the, the, the top of the hour, guys. It's an, the hour interview here with Convergence. Tarika Rip, boss lady, it's been amazing. I know we might have a few more questions. Tarika, did you have anything? Because she just <laughs> smashed that. No, I was going to say, I like it. I think she a rapper, too. Y'all yeah, know me. I always said I don't really know much about music. I like listening to music, and I think what you just did was dope. I even liked the uh, the piano before. Um, I think that you're versatile. You can do a lot of stuff. You kind of remind me of myself, like a jack of all trades in a sense. Like, you, you're, you're, you're limitless. Like, there's nothing you probably can't do. And if you don't know how to do it, you probably go learn how to do it. That's kind of how I am. And I just think that you, my lady, I think you're dope. I really do. Um, and it's just something about you, like that lady told you back in the day. It's something about you, and I know that you know you're setting an example for a lot of women. So this is really like a note taking time for Tarika. Really, you know, I know we're close in age and everything, but at the same time, you know, I, I hope to be married one day and you know share my life with you know my significant other. And so I just think that you you're you're a great example of a wife. You're a great example of a mother an artist, a creative, an entrepreneur, all of those things. And just keep pushing, keep going, don't stop. And like you said before, you even played your song before, you know, you you, you got to do what God loves for you to do. And that's, that's that's exactly what you're doing. So I appreciate it. I, I really don't have nothing else to say, but just shout out to you and congratulations on all the things God is getting ready to pour into your, your life because I know that he's doing great things. And, you know, thank God for your mama because without her, you wouldn't be here. And, you know, she's in the audience supporting you, and that's that's real, and I love that. And, you know, just keep going. Keep going and never give up, and just know that 
I already know you know this. So you here to stay, and that's good. And you're very talented. And yeah, I think you should rap more. And in season two, because I know you're doing season two, right? And when you do season two, I want you to come hard with that, with that, what you just did. I love that. That was nice. Well, Rip, uh, I know you said you had some questions. I don't know if you got to them. So, you know, we got the time almost at the top of the hour. So, uh, huh. brother, yeah, yeah, get to yeah. it. I got a couple you know, more questions. Got some uh, we can go ahead and close it out with that when you get done, man, because I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I seen her talent as usual. She, I feel like she just had a breakthrough here in the interview. I don't know if it's just, if I, I just seen the conversion happen. <laughs> I don't know, but baby, I tell you right now, I see the conversion. You hear me? When you say God is real, the high power just spoke to us and said we just had a conversion in this room. So, boss lady, Rip, y'all can take it away. I enjoy myself. Get after it, brother. I mean, hey man, it's been a wonderful interview, boss lady. Been a great interview. Been a great, um, a great talent in in bars over beef season one i'll call everyone you know because this is entertainment this is an all talent talent show it doesn't matter what talent you do but i have one final question for you and it as it relates to a relationship um i will say you know myself uh, and i know vel he's married as well i'm not sure about tarika but um with being married and and having a family um we all know how hard it can be with when it comes to time management so how has being talented affected, you know, the time with your family, if it has? So I've had to make a lot of alterations with time. So I wanted to say this too with Tarika, and I'm glad that you said that too, ask this question, Rip. Um, before my um, husband, before we joined ourselves together, I don't know if y'all know that song, it's say, I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. And so I was a movement by myself before myself and my husband join ourselves together and he was a movement he had his own movement too so when we got when we got married it was having to um compromise i'll say that i don't want to use so people say that word and they use it wrong nowadays because when they say compromise they use it as in the negative sense but i, I really want y'all to go with me in a positive sense when i say compromise so instead of like right now, I'm getting ready to release a children's book. It's already finished. I had to hire somebody to find me an animator. The animator just confirmed. And so we're getting ready to release that before the year's out. That person that's working on that for me is male. Um, another person that I have to do business with, I have other people that I have to do business with that are male. And it was a lot of that prior to me getting married. But now you have to set up different boundaries and have make sure that there's a respect factor because, you know, you, you're married, your husband. And then the same thing with him. He works with different artists and different things like that. He has a wife. So there's different things that we had to, you know, establish to make sure that our home base is safe. And home base is the most important base, because if home base ain't safe, then ain't nothing else going to be able to really flourish or work. And so with that, it has to be a lot of compromise, a lot of communication. Okay, I'm willing to negotiate this almost like business deals. <laughs> hey, that's well, real. That's real. Negotiate this, but this is a non-negotiable. <laughs> this stays, you know. And so, really having to negotiate a lot of different things to make sure that our household stays blessed. Because happy wife, happy life, happy, happy, happy spouse, happy. I don't know what the other end happy is how, but. It, happy house yeah happy stuff so happy house we are happy then I, I can like i'm doing this interview right now i just had to do um a a, a power hour 
earlier today. And then before that, I was doing morning prayer. And so a lot of my time, you know, has been taken away. But because my husband is here today, he helped with the children. So, it, of course, I want him to be happy. I love the people that are outside of the house, but I need my help. I, he need his, I need this to be happy here. And so what do you need? How can I help? Father's Day was yesterday. Let me do the best I can to make sure that we got everything taken care of. And it's great to switch, switch roles. And so to Tarika, be a movement right now because it was my movement, not me trying to be all up in, you know, somebody's face to get me married. But it was my movement. And it was me shining my light that drew my husband and said, this is my wife. We're going to get married now. I didn't. I, it wasn't no me, me pursuing. Marry me. Marry me. No, 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 no. This is my wife <laughs> and we finna get married now because he understood and he saw the value. He understood the assignment. And so in that, I took what it was that God had given me and I was able to help him. And just like you mentioned with Jesus, God.ent, that song Upgrade You by Beyonce, that's real. That's real. Let me upgrade you. And he said, how you going to upgrade me? What's better than number one? So you want to be a power couple. And so if you are already power, don't let nobody turn your lights out. Keep your light going. And then prayerfully, they got their light going. So once y'all come together, y'all can be a lighthouse. Glory be to God. And so that's, that's, I hope I answered it. I hope I didn't go all over the place, but it's a lot of negotiating when it comes down to the time. And sometimes my heart wants to do more things than I can. And I have to make sure that I run it by the big boss, run it by the boss of the house and say, if it's okay, because I don't want my house to be un unhappy and I don't want my house to be out of order. Well, now, yeah, that was a brilliant answer. Go ahead, Bill. Well, I, I just want to say I agree with you, brother. It's been an amazing interview. This Ayashi Media House Bars Over Beef Conversions interview with the boss lady. It was amazing. I want you guys to play this back on all podcast areas. You can find it on all platforms. Check them out. It's coming up in the next couple of days. <laughs> Man, we're here with a rapper, a minister, a mother, a wife, a friend, a daughter, sister, auntie, cousin, a friend, a chosen. Understand? Please know what you're in the presence of. I appreciate you being a boss lady. You're an amazing talent. And you can go out with telling us all your social media handles uh, and how they can reach you on any other platforms. And again, Thank you. If Tariq, if Rip, y'all wanted to say something, you know, we're at the top of the hour, but definitely I'm going to keep it short uh, so we can make sure we get all her stuff in there too and get that recorded. But definitely, guys, everybody in the audience, thank you for attending Bars Over Beefs Conversions. Boss Lady, go ahead. Wow. Um um, thank you so much. Firstly, before I say that, if you're in the house right now, even if you're listening to the replay, go and join this house. Go and follow Ayashi Media. This is a movement you want to be a part of. I have had nothing but good vibes only, good positive vibes only throughout this entire, 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 entire process, entire experience. It's a lifelong, like I just feel like I just made a lifelong connection with legends. And so you guys follow them, follow the people that are on the stage and follow the house and support them. Um, with shouting myself out, I am the owner of Jesus Girl LLC, the podcast host of JesusGirl.ent. We are streaming on all major plat podcast platforms currently. And so you can just put in JesusGirl.ent on Google and then find what, what outlet works best for you. And you can stream us there. Um, we are on Clubhouse every single morning. 
um, at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time for prayer. So if you want prayer, you can come in and you can have that experience. The podcast airs every Sunday and every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so join, you know, join the movement. Reach out if you want some mentoring. We definitely do that. We do have clothing available as well. Um, but I just want to thank the host for uh, allowing me to be on this space. Thank you for seeing a gift within me that was hidden because I had not been doing music. This is my first year of doing music again. Glory to God. I'm telling you, honest. This is my first year of doing music again since I was a little girl. So my mom, when you see her excited, she's really excited because I dropped the ball when I was a teenager and said, I'm not doing this no more. I don't want to do music no more. And so to see me even trying it again, just like, you know, when you have a child, you try to encourage them to do their gifts. I'm struggling right now with my oldest. He's an artist, but he don't want to do art. He, he, he don't want to do it, but it's his gift. And so when he finally does do it, like when I saw his uncle, who is an artist, doing it and it encouraged him to do it, I was happy. Like, yes, that's his gift. He's doing his gift. And so my mom is happy because I'm doing my gift. And so I thank God for you all for allowing me to be able to share my gift. And artistry is tough. So any artists that are listening in, you know, people may not always rock with you, but you rock with you. And if you rock with you, then that's all that matters. Rock with what it is that God has given you and see the value in it. Somebody said something about a seed earlier. Water it. Give it some sunlight. Don't allow it to be exposed to all of that negativity. Speak life over it and then watch eventually what it can become. And so I'm just grateful for this space. Y'all almost got me in tears because it's real here. And I'm just um, grateful for what it is that God is doing in all of us. And so I'm going to just yield right there. Amazed, 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 blown away. Tarika, Rip, do you have anything? If not, I'll go ahead and close it out. Yeah, I just want to say I'm I'm just thankful that you, you know, you take the time to perfect yourself and, you know, to everything that you have going on, you you know, you 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 do it with a pure heart, you know. So that's one thing that, that people have to recognize, you know, when you when you're working with people that are pure you make sure you don't mishandle them because when you mishandle pure people, <laughs> they don't look at you the same. And so we just appreciate you for being 1000 and, and just being you and being who you are and making time for what's important to you because it, it, it's going to always start with self first and then we can help everybody else. But I'm, I'm done unless you have anything else, Tarika. Yeah, so definitely, again, guys, this is an, a great interview. We're going to go ahead and end the room in a few seconds. Again, this is Bars of a Beef with Conversions interview with Boss Lady. Thank you again for coming. Thank you, Mr. Rip. Thank you, Tarika. And thank you, Boss Lady. Shout out to Miss Birdie. That's her mother in the audience. Shout out to her, man. He raised an amazing daughter. So we love the vibe that she brings to the room. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody else in the audience. Everybody else in the audience. Oh, John, Rampage, Jordy, Kimberly, EA, Miss Virginia. Love, love, love. Thank y'all for coming in. Again, check out the podcast later on. We'll be sitting out on Apple, Amazon, and all other platforms for the podcast. We'll be checking that out. Please support that. Conversions from Bars of a Beef, brought to you by Yachi Media. Again, thank you. Boss Lady, do you have anything? some of my people that I know are in the audience. I want to shout out everybody that's in the audience because I know everybody. Um, my mama, 
um, Brother Sean, I've seen him in Bars Over V, always a vibe. Rampage, he's a poet. He's an awesome poet. Thank God for him being here. Brother Major, y'all saw him in the beginning when we was just in the emphasis stage. He is my brother. He calls us, talks to us. He kind of prayer, and he is an artist. His son is an artist, so we thank God for him being here. Kimberly Sunbird, shout you out, woman. A guy, shout you out, beautiful. Thank you for supporting EA in the building, one of the realists. We thank God for you. Thank you for being here. Since Virginia is such a powerhouse, so sweet and so humble. And my brother, MC, he just actually messaged me. It was like, where the Bible study, but we did that earlier with Sis Loyalty, but he came for the interview. And so you gotta you gotta thank God for people that will show up for you. And so thank y'all for sure enough for me. I appreciate it. Man, she's amazing, y'all. Boss lady, y'all gotta check her out. Follow her on all platforms. Check her out on Instagram, get from there on our bio here on, on Clubhouse. But again, thank you for coming in the room here in Aachi Media House, Bars with Beefs conversion interview with boss lady that's a wrap for episode two good night ladies and gentlemen thank you for coming in the room have a great night be careful and watch your pocket we on the island the island